Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Scrog. That's always what I used to call it. What? Tea filth? The, 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 Not little, the, the little floating islands? The oily... This, little this bit. only happens uh, in hard water areas. Yeah, it was scrog if it yeah. was the product of hard water. Right. And if it was the product of... Like, if you had perfectly good tea, then you dunked a biscuit in it and then it had it. That's scrodge. Right. That's see, where it's got slight crummage. See, with this, right, I was looking at it and I was thinking, I wonder if that started out like Pangea and then they've all separated. Uh, I don't know. Mine definitely uh, went the other way. Yeah. Uh, you got a milky congealing oh, yeah. in the middle as the yeah, oil uh, moved you, towards the edge. You, you don't get that up north, you know. Well, bully for you. Yeah, should we go there? Yeah. Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. And I'm talking at a small blue ball. Yeah, we're back on the small blue ball, because Pro Tools is a bag of wank. <laughs> how, how, is, how is a thing, like an industry, industry standard thing, so utterly useless? Yeah, but it's the combination of that, and unfortunately, to look up what er- any error in Pro Tools is, yeah. you have to go to the internet. And no. it's just full, full of, of wankers who don't want to answer your question. Yeah, and they just, just want to tell berate you that, you that you're doing it wrong. Yeah, you're using the wrong program or like, oh, you should you know, buy a new interface. It's like, no, it should work. Yeah. I mean, like, granted, we do use Pro Tools first, which is the free version. But, you know, we pay for a subscription for more space. Which doesn't get used. Which doesn't get but, used. Do you know, basically, avid, just fuck yourself. Except, except on, on my account. Uh, where I pay for space, and I've got two projects, and I'm using 819% of my space. Don't understand. Because it doesn't matter how many delete, the space just gets continually so, taken up. Avid, sort your lives out. Uh, like, we're, we're only... I mean, luckily, given our... This is the way we used to do it. So, in two ways, we are back. Much like the Renegade Master, as yeah. you would say. Yeah. Uh, we are back because we failed to do an episode last week because Pro Tools is a bag of wank. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're back on the Blue Snowball. The, the trust, the trusty. The trusty Blue Snowball. The good trusty. They're not so trusty. I was going to say good trusty audacity, but that's that's a bit of a contentious point this week as well. So, uh, no, it's all going great over yeah. here at Space Jam HQ. And, like, I think... I think it's time for us to admit we are 10 days out from Space Jam 2. I was going to say, I don't think we're going to make it. I don't think we're going to make it either. <laughs> I don't I, think we're going to make I've it. I've started seeing posters for Space Jam. It's 10 days. And around, around the place. It's 10 and days. My internet feed is now starting to get taken up quite massively by uh, Space Jam trailers. Like, Bugs yeah. is scared of this trailer. I don't want to see this. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I already know some things that I, I already find problematic about Space Jam 2 because I keep getting uh, the titles of clips shoved in my face. Yeah. There'll only be one more episode after this where we haven't seen Space Jam 2 I imagine. I mean... We'll probably just have to get it out of the way. I think we're going to have to go to the cinema and see Space Jam. I think so. But In our Space Jam vests. In our good vests. In our good vests. <laughs> and my cap. In your good cap. Yeah. And we'll get that done. So like the... Yeah, we're going to be approaching episodes from then on from two directions really. Yeah. Because... From we'll the pro- future and the past. Because we know, we'll know 
not necessarily what happens after Space Jam, or even in Space Jam, because we've not allowed ourselves to watch it for the last no. four years, and I hadn't watched it for a good while before that. No, no not at all. Uh, but we'll have a little extra knowledge about the turn it takes post-Space Jam. I think that'll help us, though. It might help us. Uh, I mean, it might not help us from a, a, a mental health standpoint. No. But it might help us piece together this whole thing. Um, last week's episode was not particularly fruitful. I don't, Is that I don't because think... we didn't do it? Do you yeah, mean okay, the week the before, before that? <laughs> the, week <laughs> the last episode we did. And the previous one, about as fruitful. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We, there was a lot of episodes that looked and sounded like they were going to be a big deal. Yes. And ultimately were either just clip shows or kind of inconsequential stuff. We did conclude that Pussyfoot, the little cute kitten, uh, is probably a failed experiment by Tweety Prime to yeah. try and uh, access the 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 dogs yes. directly. But it's kind of a failed experiment because you couldn't get the dogs really to do your bidding. No, you they just, just became docile and protective very of the, protective the pussyfoot. Of you. But there again, that does explain why that episode uh, was the final appearance of Mark Antony and Pussyfoot because that's where yeah. basically it ended. I mean, I would argue that the previous appearance of Mark Antony was the final appearance well, yeah, of Mark, because Mark Antony. Because uh, that Mark wasn't Antony. Because Mark Antony's a well-spoken thespian yeah. fellow. And he was brown, whereas that yeah. that Mark Antony was... Uh, unless Mark Antony's the name of the breed of the dog. Yeah, we don't know. I don't think we're going to get that conclusion in the two Well, minutes. not because that's the last time we're going to see him. That's the last time we're going to know. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, not, not a lot to recap from last week. No. Um, so I think we should just sort of plough ahead into it. Um, so uh, we're catching up with uh, Sylvester. A Tweety of some kind. Yeah. It doesn't sound like there's a Granny or a Hector. There is a Sam, though. There is a Sam Cat. Um, this is called Trick or Tweet. It's from March 21st, 1959. And we're going to follow that up with a load of people we've never heard of. Jack, Mary, Rochester, Don and Cat. Don't know if that's someone called Cat no. or a cat. Uh, in The Mouse That Jack Built from April 4th, 1959. <laughs> So I'm not going to lie, when we started watching those, I was like, oh, it's going to be another one of those episodes where nothing gets complicated or resolved. Yeah. And then we got right to the end of the second one. And, and boom, it's complicated. It's going to be juicy. <laughs> it is. Well, let's let's start with Sylvester, Tweety and Sam. Yeah. Um, so trick, trick or tweet. Uh, my first problem with this is uh, I always in my head am going twick or tweet. Twick or tweet. Because yeah. I don't know, that's just the way it for me. So first first issue, that one. Second issue, I was like, I think we've seen this one before, but we haven't. No, it started very much like I think the first ever um Yeah. Tweet has been up a really high pole. Yeah, it's like a telegraph pole and, and it's right just a top. nest right on the top yeah. and Tweety's in there. Now Tweety, the first time we saw Tweety in that situation was right near the start. Yeah, he's bald. Was bald, so like it was definitely a baby bird. Yeah. Now I'm wondering if this is how they get like placed initially. Uh, it's, I mean, it's very possible because they're always Son's granny in those it situations. Does, it does make me think that the the original Tweety, not really like, released underlined. No, uh, but where where was where was his family? Where was the where was the bird that laid the egg? Yeah, but do we? Do we think there was one? I don't know, because I, I I don't know whether or not Tweety was, um, you know, something that 
became sentient and then gained all of these powers and became evil, or whether or not it was created by something else. Because we're reasonably certain that until Tweety and Granny went off on that boat, yeah. we were watching one Tweety yes. and one Granny. Yeah. So the the like Granny, the iconic Granny, yeah. the one who worked swing shifts at Lockheed. Yeah. Uh, existed long before Tweety as well. Yeah. Like was the one that went off on the boat yes. with Tweety Prime. Yeah. Which is why we've seen a selection of grannies since. They're all yeah. listed as granny, but it's just a granny. Yeah. It's not. It's just, not just, just like it's a Tweety, not Tweety um, Prime. But, yeah, so, like, we can, like, hark back to that sort of era, and that's where we need to look for whether we actually think Tweety was a bird that yeah. became this thing, or whether Tweety was always this thing. Well, see, I, like, I, I, I think Tweety was a bird that became this thing because, like, started off bald, grew feathers. Yeah, standard procedure. Um, you know, in a nest. And was in, it felt like it, it was in genuine peril the first time. Yes. Like, and then quickly evolved into this kill 200 cats an episode. Yeah, sort, of, sort of thing. So, again, my big question is, is, what bird laid this egg? And where was this bird once... Tweety hatched, and did Tweety just consume this adult bird? No, I think I think probably something happened to adult, uh, did, the adult did, bird. Do you think adult bird was killed by own. a cat, and that's why there was this this is this, this vengeance. absolute vengeance against cats, which grew to a deep, deep hatred. Maybe you know, because, kind of like a Jedi sort of thing, because it quickly evolved from Tweety protecting himself against cats, yeah. into Tweety. Hunting cats, yeah. basically luring them into these positions, keeping a tally, being so, very proud of his work. So, so, so I wonder whether or not Tweety's lost a parent, uh, or both parents, and maybe some siblings at birth. Yeah, that's what uh, I figure. Like from a cat, and then that was the moment of stress which sent him sentient, and uh, on that gave him the powers to um, deal with that. But unfortunately. It twisted him in such a in such a way. Just just as a lot of people who get like a lot of power at a very young age, yeah, like, not necessarily like magical power, changes but their worldview in some way. Yeah, but you know, just people who get a lot of money at a young age, like how how that changes how that changes them, or they get put into a position of power within a company, and how that changes. But obviously, them. Tweety uh, has since then evolved into Tweety Prime, who governs the actions of all the other yeah. Tweeties. Um, like, that seems, I don't know, in some way out of kilter with what tomb powers tend to manifest as. So, do we think there's another force behind it? Well, but the thing is, like, if if he's like... Or do we think something took over? Or... I mean, possible, but like, it, it, it's, highly, it's highly possible that he just ended up, like, with hyper-intelligence, which just allowed him to uh, develop the technologies to, like, give these things, because, you know, like, I suppose any if you suitably leap forward... advanced te- technology will appear as magic. Yeah, and I suppose, like, if you do leap forward to, say, uh, Pinky in the Brain, mm. like, Brain has that sort of... Distended head. Distended head <laughs> in the same yeah. sort of way Tweety does. Yeah. And like, even now, Tweety's head seems pretty big. But yes. I'm sure, as the animation sort of evolves, that Tweety's head compared to body gets... Smaller. Gro- no, grotesque. Oh, large. right, yeah. Like, absurdly large. Yeah. And so, yeah, maybe it is just... 
once it takes once it took took a hold yeah it just grew and grew and grew well that's, that's what I'm thinking I'm thinking that like Tweety is you know his that power is what is what has twisted his sort of like worldview and he's now sort of like hyper intelligent so he's kind of he's cutting himself off and he can see the end goal which yeah. might be you know cats dogs and birds all living in harmony but that's all under yeah very specific rule by going you know um you know yeah, removing emotion like, or yeah you know, and it, some sort of twisted like say, ideology a way that you know people do get when they start to like disconnect themselves if they've got suitable amount of power or influence yeah. like you know the, the the goal on paper sounds nice but yes. Like the goal is world peace, but they they get world peace like, by wiping everybody it's like, out. It's like in Star Wars, where they go, oh, "He's going to bring balance to the Force." He's like, "He did," because yeah. everyone is dead except two people. Yeah, job done. <laughs> it's like balance to the Force. Job yeah. done. Yeah, it's like, and, um, and the thing is, like, often like people who are like hyper intelligent have that sort of thing. Like they they are disconnected from um, like kind of just the standard way that people think because they just think everybody else is stupid and therefore couldn't understand what it is they're trying to do. I can kind of see that. And we've also, we, we do have in other tunes, like actually, like their, the extent of their powers, especially when they get very powerful, is based out of like one quite like raw um, emotion or facet yeah. of their personality. Like, so Daffy Duck, it's it's pure greed. Yeah. Like, and like we've definitely, and like I know we have stuff with, like that interacts directly with the physics of the world is based on pure willpower or pure yeah. ignorance, uh, and so like it's not actually that much of a jump from what we have as Toon Powers to think that yeah, it is just Tweety's sort of sense of self-preservation morphed into a sense of vengeance, and that yeah. sense of vengeance is absolutely what is growing yes. in Tweety Prime. Tweety Prime is just vengeance pure vengeance cars. at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he has the brain and access to technology that a lot of other people don't. Yeah, so. absolutely. Now, in this episode, Sylvester, like, I don't know, his sort of, like, rivalry with Sam was interesting to me because Sam's clearly an idiot. Like, yeah, but I mean, I don't think Sylvester's that... <laughs> well, that, I don't like think anymore. Intelligence. But, I don't know, like, not, not in the same way, though, but, like, their, their playbook... See, like, did they independently come upon is identical? Yeah, but so I think, like, let's get a Batman costume. I, I, I think Sylvester, to help fund his traveling around the world, has actually written a book on how to catch Tweeties or how to catch birds. And Sam is using that book. And Sylvester hasn't cottoned on that. He He's listed, right, try this, try that, try this. Because that's what he's doing. And Sam has gone back to his little thing and went, right, what's next on the list? Yeah, try that, that. which is why they're doing the same thing because Sylvester's already written it, Sam's following it. Yeah, and Sylvester at this point, even though he hasn't been hugely successful in his goal, no, which is the hunting of Tweety Prime, yeah, and he's sort of fallen back on. Like, I feel like Sylvester's kind of given up somewhat on the main goal, and he's just treading water, just yeah, th- grabbing th- Tweety's where he can, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it is possible that he's had some interaction with uh, Bugs, who's kind of informed him that, you know, really his ultimate goal is to try and whittle down the numbers, you know, kill the ads first. Kill the ads, yeah. Like, before you get there. Or try and get other people involved in what you're doing. Because we don't know off-screen how many Tweeties Sylvester's actually taking care of. We only see him sometimes. 
Yeah, I, I don't think we see every single time he interacts. No, absolutely, with absolutely not. Because like Sylvester's, um, the differences in Sylvester's life that are apparent between Sylvester yeah, episodes means when things they are together, like quite a lot happens in yeah. between them. Uh, even just like with uh, the ins and outs of Sylvester Junior. Yeah. and um, like. And yeah, just his general lifestyle. Uh, so sometimes he's living in a house, and there's no explanation as to why he's living in that house. Sometimes, sometimes he's, he's living in a ha- sometimes living in a house that's his house. Sometimes he's living in someone else's house, yeah. and it's another person every single time. Yeah, we know he's moneyed. We know he's all right. Yeah, because Elmer Fudd's looking after that. Elmer Fudd, he, he's he's good at that stuff, apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, he does it. I don't know if he's good at it. Yeah, it's he definitely all right does for him. He's the stuff. elf. He's the elf king now, isn't he? Well, yeah. But there again, I guess once, and he got once you've got by explaining capitalism to a shoemaker. But I think once you've got enough money, doesn't matter how good with money you are, you've still got enough. I think he's got that sort of. Um, I think he's got a sort of holistic approach to it. Okay, you know, like um, uh, Dirk Gently, yeah. just like can just rely on stumbling into the things he needs to, to yeah. something, and they seem completely unrelated. And I think like that's where it's like I'm just going to go and explain. Um, I'm just going to explain uh, capitalism to this cobbler. Yeah. It's like, why? It's like, I don't know. But I am. That is almost certainly what needs to happen. <laughs> and it's like, I'm the, oh yeah, I'm the elf king now. It's like, what? It's like, <laughs> the, I don't know. Don't the, cobbler. <laughs> the cobbler. The cobbler. That's how it's going. That's how my life is going This now. is the world I live it's in. It's like, yes, you've made your 3% this year, Sylvester. Don't worry yeah. about it. I'm the elf king. You made your 3%. Let's don't just worry. crack on. It's going great. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a weird one. Um, but yeah, like in terms of Sylvester, I don't think it told us much. In terms of Tweety, it's it prompted a look back. I think I think that was necessary as well, though. You yeah, know, it, it, it's given us a little bit more to think about, and it's it's helping us kind of piece together, thicken the the history. Yeah, um, that's how I'm saying. Shall it now. we thicken, thicken, thicken the history, thicken it up? Yeah, just just you know, we, we, really reduce it. Yeah, we make it richer. Yeah, we'll simmer that history really thick, for that thirty history. to forty minutes, yeah. thicken it up. Get that real. You don't want to skin on top of the history. You don't want it. No, no, because because no, everyone's going to pick it off and throw it away. Yeah, yeah, that. that's, that's a waste. Yeah. So you got to keep it stirring. Keep stirring. Keep, keep stirring the history. Just <laughs> thicken it up. Thicken that history right up. Shall we talk about Jack? Jack and Mary. <sighs> um. Yeah, I think we should. Um, so, like, it's, it's I Jack Benny. It is Jack Benny and Mary um, Livingston. Livingston, yeah, and Rochester, who was also in the uh, the. Uh, um, so oh, Don is the one I didn't know. Rochester. Yeah, so yeah, so Rochester is a character in um, in the Jack Benny show, and I assume Don is as well. I feel like Don from that episode. I don't know. But well, I feel like Don was like radio. the compare who would yeah. come on and do the. But he's because because uh, Mary Livingston was like radio actress. Yeah, much. but she was married to Jack Benny. She was, yes, like, um, and like was on the TV show as well. Yeah, because it was uh, as, which, as, as his on-screen wife as well. I don't think she was his wife in it. I think like they oh, were right. they were date they were dating. Right, in it, okay. I think. But I so, haven't seen much of it. No, no. I mean, like, like, no. I know I, the broad they, strokes. Yeah. But. Like, I, I know, I know the basic ins and outs, and then the rest of it was a quick, um, a quick yeah. wiki look there. Um, but yeah, so it is actually them. It, it it's actually them. we've seen this before, where uh, people from uh, certain eras have actually jumped into and we've the seen toon it, world. we've seen it in two forms as well. Yeah. Uh, later on, it would be them in a sort of humanoid tune form. Yeah, just there, like. There were various clubs and casinos and stuff, like definitely during sort of Humphrey Bogart sort of era, yeah. you saw him crop up quite a lot. 
and he was there as Humphrey Bogart. But a little earlier than that, we definitely saw like Bing Crosby mm-hmm. in as a bird, yeah, and Frank Sinatra often in as a as a rooster, yeah. Um, like so, we've seen it in two forms. Um, it's interesting that we're back to them but, in animal forms, but then we've seen the um, the honeymooners as well. Yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, the the episodes it doesn't really need much talking about for the actual bulk of it. It's basically some mice are trying to get like trying like trying to get out and go to a club. Go on a um, date. He's a cheapskate. Yeah. A cat overhears them and uh, quickly makes up a flyer for the Kit Kat Club, which yeah, is his and- own gob. And yeah. they go in there. He is the nightclub. And he snaffles them down. But the interesting bit is, is then it pans to the real world, and Jack is there, um, having been asleep, and he sort of like shakes himself awake, and he's like, "Oh God! Like, can you imagine that? Me and Mary as mice trapped in a cat's mouth. That's yeah. ridiculous." And then you hear, and playing the violin of all things. And then you hear a little violin playing. The camera pans down, looks at a cat's mouth, um, and out of the mouth crawls... Uh, his mouse form. His mouse form and Mary's mouse In the mouse real form. world. Now, again, not the first time we've seen tunes in the real world. No. but So, w- what this made me think about is, during, during the Second World War, uh, we were talking about the potential of them using... Um, sort of like different portals and stuff and the possibility of it fracturing people. Yeah. Um, so one person actually leaving a part of their personality in the Tooniverse. Yeah, I think we and related it to Riker in The Next Generation yeah. where so, he gets beamed well, beamed up and remains on the planet. Yeah. So what I think uh, the potential there, just based off what uh, Real World Jack said, was the part of his personality that knows and understands how to play the violin is the bit that got left in the universe because his human form was like me playing the violin like yeah. it's like but, but that's what you do that that was how you became famous like so why are you waking up now going i don't play the violin it's like why, why, do, you like, have, well, why, why do you have that fucking stradivarius yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's like so why are you famous for playing it's, the violin? An expe- it's an expensive so it's an I, expensive so, showy drop. so i think that there is a possibility that as he's entered the Tooniverse to to have this experience, which a lot of celebrities did back then, um, it's split. Like whether or not he's used uh, like a dodgy method for getting through, it split his personality. Well, or at least on, his, in, on the way back. Because what was interesting to me was he wasn't making good noises with that violin. No, in the Tooniverse or when he popped back either. No. So I actually feel like it's been lost, kinder to both of them. Very possible. Or the mouse. Can't play the violin and thinks he can. Yeah, and he can play the violin, but doesn't. Does, but doesn't think. It's just, it's just like that's the case. Yeah, but what's interesting? So that's how I think that happened. That's why I think we've got uh, Jack in the Tooniverse and Jack in the Real World, and why we saw both of them together. But how did the mice? Like, was the cat's mouth a portal? How did the, how did the cartoon mice come out of a real cat's mouth in the real world? I don't know. I think because we've seen it before, where they've come out of screens. So I'm wondering if, like, by using some strange method, the cat sort of got half caught in the in the um, traversal. So do you think it's mouth? the cat? I reckon exists in both. It's the same cat, right? The cat got put in, yeah, but he's operating as a sort of. He's not fully split. He's just a. He's a path. He's become a path yeah, by yeah, himself. Like, yeah, like a conduit. So, 
when the real world cat eats, does that just go through the digestive tract of... Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so it goes through the digestive tract of the actual cat and then just pops out as cat poo. But if the cat eats something and then throws up, do you think it comes out the mouth of the cartoon cat? So you think anything that goes in one way and goes all the way through the system, fine. Anything that goes in and then tries to come back out again, like the mice did, they went into the cartoon mouth, yeah. out of the real mouth. Yeah. Whereas if they'd carried on all the way, they'd have just come out as cat poo. And if he, cl- if he hadn't closed the mouth, would that have made yeah. a difference? Well, because, because, the because cat, they can still see the world. The mouth was the... It was the entrance the to the club. Yeah, the entrance to the club. And he took the awning down and shut yeah. his mouth. So he, when he shut his mouth... And when he opened it back up, it must have been the real, real world. world. So that cat... So he can blink between realms by but, yeah. fucking yawning or whatever. Anything he's carrying with him comes with. But the question is, what sort of system uh, did Jack use? Like, what kind of jury-rigged... Well, that's it. I'm wondering. I'm wondering whether or not there's a lot of like black market stuff because, like, after the Second World War, there was a lot of kick kicking about. So I'm wondering whether or not some of like the the rich and elite got a hold of some of this like Nazi technology for um, traveling between the realms. Yeah, and have started sort of like jigging them up again. They, they, they've just been using them for a while because they yeah, can exactly in a sort of being John Malkovich and sort of situation. Obviously, the agency's like. Like, you know, come on, guys. It's kind of like Stargate, you know, when that second Stargate got found and yeah. the Russians were using it and they were like, what the fuck's going on here? Bloody Russians. Ah, bloody Russians. Uh, so, yeah, you ended up with that. So I think that's maybe the sort of situation we're dealing with because the agency are going to have something to say about this. Because they can't just have unlicensed tunes popping out of cats' mouths all the time. Look what happened when Porky came out. When any tune is crossed over, it's gone very badly. Yeah, Egghead came out for a little bit. Yeah. That uh, caused fucking havoc. A couple of uh, tunes during the... Fuck, what the two families called? The Western families who had a few. Oh, yes. During yeah, that yeah. bit, they came out. And that pretty much... And they were out for about two weeks. Mm. And that pretty much started the Second World War. So so I, I think the reason the portal showed us this, because that really was kind of non-existent. That, that, that wasn't really anything. I think this was the portal kind of flashing a red light to this the agency a, a, to go, look, guys. It's a PSA. Yeah, like, this This is happening. Like, the agency, like, you guys need to get on this. Yeah. So I think, because nothing really happened in yeah. that. Illicit portal use detected. Yeah. Um, so the portal, so the portal, bugs, zoomed in and go, look, these guys are out and something needs to be done. So I think that's why now, this cartoon aired. Now, Jack Benny didn't seem to know what had gone on. No. He seemed unwitting. Now, there are, so that leaves me with, I would say, three suspects for who's actually responsible for this. Right. Because there were three people we didn't see in the real world. We did not see Mary Livingston. No. We did not see Rochester, whoever no. he is, and we didn't see Don. No. One of those three. I'm, I'm going to say it's Don because he seems like a shyster. <laughs> he does. <isn't> he? <laughs> Yeah. Well, because he came in and immediately tried advertising things. What they say is, is if in doubt, judge a book by its cover. Exactly. Right? <laughs> but yeah, but the thing is, he immediately came in trying to do an advert. That was, his, that was his main thing. He was immediately coming in trying to sell. So that strikes me as the sort of person who's trying to monetize whatever it is they get going on. Yeah. And using Jack's good name. And Mouse Jack Benny was convinced it was a movie and there was no need for an advert. Yeah. But we're not entirely sure that he knew he was... Going to be foist into a mouse body, so who knows? Yeah. Um, 
I wonder if they'll pop up again. I mean, like the honeymoon has popped up a few times, so may- maybe we'll we'll see. Um, Something worth keeping an eye on. That I got a lot more out of that than I really expected. Yeah, like I was, I was feeling really bad about it for like you know those two episodes back to back with about yeah. fourteen minutes, and for about twelve of those minutes, I was like, oh no, yeah, I've got nothing, I've got nothing here, <laughs> and then <laughs> there it is. Uh, let's uh, move on then. Um, so the next one, I, I, I looked at the title of it and thought, I'm not going to get much from this because it's just going to be a. Uh, uh, sort of retelling of a classic tale but then I saw some of the extra cast and <laughs> yeah I thought, man there's some good thought, characters now, now I don't remember the Grapes of Wrath particularly well but like I remember the broad strokes and I don't remember being, there being a drunk stork uh, a mama gorilla or Elvis gorilla no. <laughs> in it so um, uh, we're going to start up with the Apes of Wrath which is uh, Bugs Bunny Daffy Duck the drunk stork mama gorilla and Elvis gorilla number from uh, April 18th 1959 and then we're going to uh, patch up with some uh, Wiley and Roadrunner antics in Hot Rod and Reel from May 9th 1959 Okay, so um, Apes of Wrath um this was an interesting one because we haven't seen Drunk Stork in quite a while. No, I mean, um, it, I mean, you know what the broad strokes are going to be when Drunk Stork turns up. Yeah, so like Drunk Stork's been on quite a few deliveries. He gets a drink every single time. Unlike Santa Claus, he cannot handle his liquor. I mean, he can handle I mean, it a lot better that, than your standard person. But he does say at the start, it's always because you go there, go, ah, oh, have a drink to toast the new baby. I'll oh, have another one. Now, he said he'd done 15 deliveries that day. That's 30 beverages. Yeah, I mean, so, like, like he can handle it, but he can't handle it like Santa Claus. No. Like, Santa Claus is getting, like... Yeah, but Santa Claus is an ancient, immortal lobster. Yeah, but, I mean, we've got to assume that uh, the drunk stork is on his way towards some level of immortality. Because no, he's, so I don't he's know, pickling himself. I don't necessarily inside. know it's the same guy. Well, no, I this is I think that's true. just the, the nature of the business. Yeah, but... So, for a while, we assumed that they kind of went out of business, because in the episode with Pussyfoot, Pussyfoot was delivered... Not Pussyfoot, sorry. Um, it was two mice receiving a kitten. Yes. Uh, and the kitten was chucked out of a lorry, just in a bag. Yeah. They, and that they, happened they, twice. Yeah. I, I reckon there might have been another strike, or some sort of uh, union issue, and they'd had to yeah. put stuff through my but, Hermes. Drunken drunk Stork are, are back now, their delivery service, Um but still as shonky as ever because he loses the, the baby gorilla that's getting delivered uh, and then he's like, well, sod it, I'll just find anything. And he conks bugs on the head, drops him into a sack, puts a baby bot yeah, on him. Yeah, what I love is this is the first time I think we've seen like it be a a concerted effort to deliver the wrong thing. No, you've got to deliver something. You've got something's to Something's getting delivered. Something's getting signed for. I think I quite like that if uh, curries, because uh, like quite often, I don't know curries, if I would. No, because curries don't bring, no, because because don't forget, drunk store brings the right thing eventually. So the courier he yeah. doesn't deliver the stuff on time. He's just got to deliver something. They've got to bring you something because he didn't take bugs back. No, no, this is true. So like, do, do you reckon they've got like I don't know a pack of ten pence mix-ups and like if they don't if they don't bring you your thing, yeah. You get it's like sorry it wouldn't fit in the letterbox. Yeah, complimentary ten pence mix-up. <laughs> yeah. Um. And you which know, these days is the sweet and a half. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so you get a complimentary ten pence mix-up, 
you know, maybe if you're lucky, you'll get some of those 2P strawberries in there. Um, oh, she's lucky getting those strawberries oh, for 2P these days. 2P's, oh. 2Ps mate. Uh, so, yeah, you get a 10 pence mix-up if they can't fit it through your letterbox and you've, they've got to re-deliver it or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm thinking that's, you know, he's got to deliver something and he picks Bugs. Bugs goes there and you see Bugs trying to get away because he wakes up going, God, that this is a hell of a hangover. I'm dressed as a baby. It must have been some sort of costume party. So he just assumed because he was there cooking a carrot. Yeah. He, but he just assumes he wakes up with no memory. He's got pissed up somewhere. That tells us something about bugs. Um, I mean, it's something I think we already knew about bugs. Well, he likes a party, man. Bugs likes a party, and he obviously regularly gets into states where he cannot remember. The last thing he remembers is cooking a carrot. Yeah, but also in this situation, uh, like he's there. He's dressed as a baby. Uh, the mother ape introduces the father ape Elvis, Elvis yeah. to to baby bugs. Yeah, he roars at him. He goes, "Oh, daddy's scaring me!" And she starts conking on the head with her yeah. armpit. And Bugs's Bugs's demeanor immediately changes. Like his promises to be fun. Yeah, and he's just he's still, because the thing is, like Bugs is always confident he can get out of situations but like really he, well. And he's there. He's just like fuck it. So it's like at first I was like, "What's Bugs's agenda here?" His agenda is to have fun. He's bored. Yeah. That's his agenda. What's interesting to me is he's lost his memory. Yeah. Worse than he thinks he has because he doesn't remember he can just escape through soil. Now, see the things I think I think he does know that. I don't think he has like he has lost his memory at all because the last thing he remembers is cooking a carrot. He doesn't remember the party, but the party never happened. He just got conked on the head. And I think he can escape through soil, but he just chooses not to because as soon as he's like well, this promises to be fun. That's, yeah, that's there, where he just goes. There was definitely a point where he was, There were definitely points where he was concerned for his safety. I don't think he was concerned for his life, though. No. And given given the way Bugs is, I think he would run around playing a bit of chase, going trying to work out whether or not a situation is going to pan out to be something vaguely fun, whilst it being slightly terrifying. Yeah. Before he goes, I'm just going to deploy the immediate get out clause, which is him just. Disappearing well, through soil. I guess I, I think somebody somewhere felt that he was in peril because at the end, after the real baby gorilla yeah. is delivered and Bugs is on the run, yeah, uh, there's another delivery from the stork and it's Daffy. He's clearly been conked on the head as well. Yes, and I think that was some sort of admittedly ill thought through rescue, rescue effort. But, I mean, it, it depends how much, um, like, the people who are kind of looking at this and sending in the help know about Bugs's sort of, like, ability to get himself out. Because... Well, like, I think they know, surely. Or but, at least, like, they know that much. But but they might be confused as to which Bugs they're seeing. That's true. They might be like, is this a Bugs that can do that? Is this a Bugs that can't do that? Which Bugs have we got here? Yeah, do we think there are... Or did Daffy send himself because he likes to fuck with Bugs? I don't know because like it was the, it was the he had the lump he, he had the lump, but I wouldn't put it past Daffy to conk himself on the head. Yeah, but the stork's not going to pick up anything that's been conked on the head. It no, but, to, but but Daffy could pay for that delivery. It would have to be Daffy nicked a baby and then was and then hung out by yeah, the stork. Who baby to bugs it. though, because bugs had to be because the stork's not going to deliver to anybody. Like it's not like oh here's a baby. Good luck. Like, it's people who are expecting a baby. So has Daffy 
I reckon. I reckon he's just book, like you know ordered yeah. a baby rabbit, four bugs, intercepted it, tucked it away somewhere, and then got and then got conked on the head. Nah, see, I, like I, I think he's just caught called up because he used to he used to help run the stalk service with Porky, didn't he? Oh fuck, I forgot about that. So so I I think he's, he's just called up his old buddies and just went, look, I want to fuck with bugs. You know where he is. Come find me. I'll be in a field unconscious. <laughs> Drop me off because I want to have some fun with this. And he's just walked in. I love why did dressed he have himself to be, up as a baby. Why did he have not... to be in a field unconscious? <laughs> because because that's how Daffy's Daffy. Daffy. <laughs> <laughs> if you met Daffy, he's mad as a box of frogs, mate. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> picked me off this location. I will. I, I will have framed myself with something. That's what I think's gone down. Because Daffy's got connections in the stalk service. Or he's still doing it. So do you think it's that Daffy has uh, finally found Bugs in a situation where he's already on the back foot? Yeah, and he's thought, fuck it, I'll turn it fuck Let's use this. And he's just doing it to fuck with him. He's not doing it for any particular yeah, reason. I, mean, I can see that. I mean, it means it doesn't answer very much. It's just the same amount of stuff. But then... It was a very fun episode, it though. It was a fun episode. But it does mean that we know that Daffy has still gotten in with the stalk. Yeah, that's still delivery something service. he can use. Do you reckon Porky still has an in? Or do you reckon Porky was a bit more I mean, like, of a clean car? I mean, we know where Porky is, because it was Porky the Third who was part of that. We know where Porky the Third is. China. He's in China. He's in, Ch- he's in China. Yeah. So was Daffy. Yeah, but which Daffy? Uh, uh, China, jo- China Jones. And was as, so is that just a surrogate? Yeah, because I guess we like we wound up with different personality chips in different points yeah. in time. Oh, we haven't made life difficult. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that was Apes of Wrath. Yeah. Um, hot Rod and Reel. Um, Acme are now just sending anything they want to trial to Wiley. And yeah, I he think... gives it a go. I think powered Pogo. I think they did good by him for a couple of episodes. Yeah. So he would sign some sort of contract. Yeah. He signed said contract, or like whoever's that, representing him. And now they're sending contract. him shit. Now they just send him whatever. They know stuff that he will try. Rocket powered unicycle. Uh jet powered unicycle. Oh, jet. Yeah, jet powered unicycle. They don't know rocket powered Pogo stick. Uh, Acme don't know what the difference between a jet and a, jet and a rocket, rocket is. is. So that's become evident. No, because the, 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 the jet-powered unicycle was a Catherine wheel with a seat. <laughs> yeah. That was what it yeah, was. Yeah. That, uh, that, so, I mean, it's Wiley, it's Wiley and Roadrunner. Like, there's there's very little to talk about in there. It's, it's more just about kind of... Where his relationship with Acme yeah. is... Uh, there were and what's happening with Roadrunner as well? Roadrunner, yeah. vain as fuck. Oh yeah, like he, this much we know. He 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 ran up. There was a big sign saying uh, free snapshots uh, for Roadrunners only, and Roadrunners like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's go. I'm yeah, but that's because the they're last. They're the because they're the sure they said, they're the last two contestants. Yeah. in this situation, and Roadrunner knows he's winning constantly. Yeah, he's well up himself now, and so he's like, yes, yeah, he's like at some po- at some point. Wiley's going to give up or die. And but he doesn't realise that Wiley, Wiley Runner, can't die of starvation. But Roadrunner, so Roadrunner needs to maintain his celebrity status yeah. right up to the last minute so he can get another gig Yeah. once this whole ordeal ends. Yeah. 
once uh, Wiley finds that little door in the sky and gets in and and goes and just you know has a chat with Ed Harris yeah I I assume Roadrunner is probably maybe going to go on to sell treadmills I, th- I mean, I think that like he could definitely he, like he's a he's a or better, he's a better spokesperson for most of the stuff we've seen in the episodes than Wiley is. So yeah, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I can see. Roadrunner, I can't be wearing a shoe. No, does he wear but, sneakers in spaceship? Oh, I think he might. You know, two toe sneakers. Ooh. Might have to. Might have, well, uh, we'll, put that on the on the list for yeah, in uh, two years. Time does he? Does he watch him? Uh, so yeah, like again, it doesn't really kind of tell us anything. Roadrunner, incredibly vain. Uh, Wiley's best idea ever actually was that camera gun uh, he just didn't take the bulletproof uh, camera lens off yeah and the thing is that would have been perfect but the thing is Roger's never going to fall for that again no or is he how vain is he yeah <laughs> I mean it's like is he vain enough to fall in for a similar that way to with with Daffy where it's you know it's like which will win out like his memory yeah. greed yeah it's like Roadrunner which will win out memory, memory of vanity <laughs> I quite like this uh, vibe we've got going, like where they've all got sort of a a driving force yeah. behind their. I mean, ultimately their faults. Yes, but it's also their powers. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it's quite good. Mm. It's quite good. It's like, a balancing force, isn't it? We need to we need to draw a sort of uh, uh, zo- like a zodiac. Yeah, a, a, a universal zodiac. Power to flaw. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what we need to move towards. Overall, with our full yeah. full Space Jam squad, work out because main, I mean, main, uh, main, work out mainly which which sin uh, like, drives I, them. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose ultimately, um, Bugs has already worked this out because that's obviously how he's put together his team. He's got he's got kind of complementary powers with complementary flaws to make sure that the team overall is actually functionable. So, uh, because they're not individually, they are not. Kind of functioning. Like, do we think? Do you think right. Bugs is pride? I mean, very, very possibly. Taz is going to be gluttony, isn't he? Yes. So, oh, it's interesting. We'll have to, we'll have, to have a little look. We can get this done. Uh, shall we move on? I think uh, we should. We've got some Elmer Fudd action. He's in with a dog again. He's had he's had extensive uh, relationships with dogs over his time. Has yeah. Elmer. Um, in a mutt in a rut. Uh, yeah, it's Elmer Fudd and Rover the Dog from May 23rd, 1959. And then we'll catch up with Bugs again, Pappy and Elvis again. But it says the first appearance is Pappy and Elvis, so he's, he's clearly tending towards some Elvises. Do you think this is actual Elvis? Well, I'm sure we'll find out uh, in uh, Backwards Bunny, which is uh, a Bugs Bunny, Pappy and Elvis number from June 13th, 1959. That's Backwards, as in woods like a forest. Yeah, not Backwards. The woods out back. Not Backwards. Uh, yeah, let's check it out. Okay, so what I think we saw in A Mind of Rut mm-hmm. is a creature having a moment and some insight into how that goes. Right, okay. But I think Rover was like teetering on the on the precipice. It's like a moment like just about to happen, just about to drop okay, off yeah. that cliff edge, right? Because yeah. he's being basically like bullied quite a lot by Elmer and he I mean the thing is I don't know if he has. 
I don't know. Because like, it's like, a bit ropey. Like, like, like we we got we got nothing about their sort of like previous relationship before. Like, Elmer lives with this dog. I got this dog absolutely loves Elmer, and Elmer's like, I'm off to work. I won't I won't be long because it's a Saturday. He goes off. The dog sits down, watches a bit of telly, and a, uh, the dog hour comes on, and then the the guy in the telly goes, "Dogs are great. Dogs are excellent. Dogs, are man's best friend, the most loyal. Blah blah blah." And he goes, but some owners, some owners are evil because they'll make a dog sleep outside uh, and then when the dog gets too old, they take them out back and shoot them. And you see, like, I say, take out back and shoot them, like, you know, obviously that's, uh, that's like, you know, somewhat extrapolation. But I got the impression that, like, the stuff he was listing off on the TV was stuff that had happened to him. Uh, see, uh, I think that, that, that this was... Because, uh, I mean, he only said, make the dog sleep outside whilst the owner's inside with a nice comfy bed. And then when the dog gets too old, they'll take him out back or take him out hunting and then shoot the dog. Um, but the dog before this loved Elmer. And then at no point was Elmer horrible to the dog outside of when the dog basically put his slippers in the bin and spat on them. Yeah, you see, did, I got did, the impression And that... then went to lie in his bed. Did Elmer go, you're going outside, Pat, what are you doing? Yeah, so I think... Yeah, maybe it's like a level of self-fulfilling prophecy. So maybe his sort of moment started happening when the TV thing started uh, talking yeah. about I, I, how I, your I, I, I think it was stress, yeah. And then he was team on the precipice and it was not helped by the fact that his actions then yeah, so, tipped him into a situation where he was being made to sleep outside well, and, exactly. then, and then getting taken home. But, but taken hunting, the thing is, is Elmer at that point, I mean, I, I'm never normally on Elmer's side, but, like, for this one, I, like, I kind of am, because Elmer was like, oh, I don't know what's got into Rover, like, like you know, how, how can I solve this? And then he opens the paper, and it says hunting season. And he's like, oh, that's the, that's the problem. I haven't taken Rover out in a while. So he's trying to assess what's wrong with their relationship, and he's, he's went, okay, it's because I haven't been paying enough attention to them. I haven't taken them out. So he goes... I'll take him hunting. Unfortunately, he's done all the wrong things. Well, Ro- yeah, Rover's for, for, already... For the dog hour. Yeah, like Rover's already in his head going, God, if he, if he says he's going to take me hunting, that means he's going to try and kill me. Yeah. And Alma comes out and goes, right, let's go hunting, buddy. And it's like, no. So Rover thinks, well, I'm off to get fucking killed. And he's not. Yeah, so yeah, okay, that's fair enough. At the start, at the start, I definitely read it as like this was something that happened often and he just overlooked it in a loyal dog sort yeah, of way. Yeah, see, I don't think he did. I, like, I think... He was putting his head by the dog hour. Yeah, I, I think, you know, he was watching telly. And that, but the interesting thing is that TV show has been shot in Elmer's house. Yeah, that brought me back around because like just because of the speed with which uh, at the end... Rover went there and kicked the fuck out of the presenter. set. Yeah. So I think he's in a sort of Kumar's at number 42 situation at Elmer's, Elmer's house where it's like, it's the living room. Yeah. And that's sort of your green room where you shout yeah. to your guests yeah, and yeah. you just wander through and do your and show. And do the show. Do you think he does a show maybe about, uh, you know, economics and capitalism? Well, I think... Well, but, but then he rents the studio space out the rest of the time. Well, I mean, the thing is, we know that Elmer has, um, like, a studio connections. Yeah. Um, but do you think this is like... This is like... He, he does that because it's the comfort of his own home, but the rest of the time it's like public access. Yes, yeah. So I, th- I think it is kind of like kind of like P- PBS, is it? Um, uh, public broadcast, yeah. Yeah. So we're like, like we're, we're like basically 
you know, anyone can go on and do like a, a, an infomercial or something like that. Yeah. So I think they do have like a studio. And obviously, this is where well, Dog Hour's been run he from. He does love to make some money on the side. Well, exactly. If you've got a studio doing like doing nothing whilst you're, you know, you want to use it, say, once or twice a week, you may as well let other people use it for, a, you know, a small cost. So do you think Elmer has learned the importance of, you know, screening what's screening what you're screening? I mean, probably not, no, because the thing is, like, I guess if it's public access, then it just has to be, okay, maybe nothing, um, you know, overly inflammatory or, you know, but maybe Elmer doesn't care. I mean, public access, you don't have to just let anyone do anything. Well, no, you don't, but it depends what you decide, it, like, you know, Elmer would be like, no, no, like, if you, if you rent it, you do what you want with it, you know? Yeah. But obviously, you know, you don't, you don't break stuff, because there's got to be a deposit, but it's up to you what you put out there. He probably takes no responsibility. He probably has a waiver clause, like Elmer Fudd, like takes no responsibility for yeah, like like, like his network yeah. takes no responsibility at these all. Are, these are not the opinions of of the owner of the network. The uh, the was it the Arthur P. Sloan Foundation? Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, yeah. So I, I think that's all kind of happening in his house, and I think this was just an unfortunate series of events that uh, Rover might be um, kind of. I mean, maybe having a bit of a tough time anyway, but just being a little bit more suggestive. Um, yeah, the thing is, like, the reason I think he's sort of teetering on the edge of having a full-on uh, moment. moment is that he he never gets to the point where he's, like, talking. No, which it's normally all internal happens, dialogue, isn't it? But he's got an internal monologue, yeah. which we, don't, we haven't often seen outside of no. if it's, like, already... Like fully sentient characters, yeah. and they're in and like a noir pastiche or whatever. Yes. So we haven't seen that before, but he does start doing like fully humanoid things. Yeah. Like he, he uses the gun and things like that. Yeah. So I think he's just like well, just on the edge. Because at, at the end, he, first, he might have had the moment. Yeah. But I'm not sure. But at first, when he when he, when he turns the TV on, he uses his teeth to turn the TV on. Yeah. So he's so he's full dog at that point. Yeah, exactly. And and then he starts being able to use his hands and things like because he uses a gun um, with his hands. Yeah, and he's got sort of concept of like so he sort of arms himself up like a turtle. Yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah, like to make himself bulletproof. Yeah, which like, you know I wouldn't have thought would have worked that well until I saw that lens cap in the Wilder episode. Now I'm like, yeah, it might work. Yeah, probably. Uh, but I mean, we know guns don't do what guns should do. Yeah, because. Because Elmer, Elmer saw to that. Yeah. Although, presumably not yet. This Elmer... No, this Elmer has no, no fucking This Elmer clue. has... Wait, no, because Elmer... Did Elmer find the video? No, Bugs found the video. Bugs found the video. Bo- yeah. So Bugs knows... Bugs knows that in that, the future that, he's going to go back. Bugs has gone back. But Elmer doesn't know that in the future no. he's going to go back. No. Yeah. Okay, so this Elmer does know, doesn't know. No, he doesn't he's have a fucking fine. clue. Uh, so yeah, that, that was that one. Um, not a lot really to kind of talk about there, but it was interesting to see that semi-moment, yeah, uh, that pre-moment just have stress. One, have one in slow motion, basically. Yeah, like, really rather than it just being a snap into the heat, a slow burn. Uh, and then we're on to uh, backwards bunny. Um, so Pappy and Elvis might be my favourite new. They are brilliant. And the great thing is, is this is first appearance of Pappy and Elvis, which means there should be a continuing appearances of Pappy and so Elvis. So Pappy and Elvis, I don't know what kind of bird they are, but they're 
Like it, uh, I think they, I think it did say. I think they might have been like Falcons or something like that. But they're like, yeah, yeah. I think it might have said on their letterbox. I think, I think it was Falcon, um, but but like they're just some pretty lazy guys, especially Pappy. Pappy's very lazy. I, I he's think, old. Yeah, I, but I, like, I think that's it. He's, he's definitely. He doesn't want to be in hot and sweaty, so he's just sitting around, isn't he? He's definitely. He's definitely relaxed into it. Oh yeah. Uh, and as a result, even though uh, Elvis doesn't seem too smart. Yeah, like I think he's he, he's sharper than he seems, just because he's spent quite a long time doing. I think the 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 full groundwork for for two Falcons, not one. Yeah, like at the start, he asks uh, Elvis to go and get his long long distance seeing glasses, glasses yeah. binoculars, binoculars. <laughs> and then he gets Elvis to look through them for him on, on the account that he's facing the wrong way excellent <laughs> yeah, which is <laughs> on the account I'm facing the wrong direction so like he's he's real so lazy good. but uh, I think on account of the fact that Elvis has been doing seeing for two when Bugs uh, like he's out to hunt this rabbit yeah standard procedure uh, when Bugs uh, dresses him up, dresses himself up as a as, as a as a pretty lady, yeah, and tries to fool him, uh, he lists uh, all the reasons basically why that's not going to work because uh, it's just personal taste in ladies. But within that list is also you're that rabbit I'm looking for, <laughs> which yeah, and I'm no shoot character you. in the history of Lintons has ever managed. Yeah. Saw through the skies immediately. He like well, the thing is like to so the point he, where he's clearly toying with it. Yeah, like but he was listing the reasons why he found him pretty. He was like because you've got pretty eyes, because you've got a pretty dress, and also because you're that rabbit I'm <laughs> trying to shoot. So I'm going to give that a go. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, that blew my mind. It's like you saw right through that disguise. Amazing. But he was listing also that Bugs does have pretty eyes and he does have a nice dress on. Well, I mean, that, that was all true. Exactly, right? It's all true. Come on now. So, but that's brilliant. Like, the fact that this bird, Elvis, who we were like, oh, he's just... He's, he's dense. Yeah, he's, he's a bit... He's a bit. His first thing he says is, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, he, he, he's a bit slow on, on the pickup of certain things. Yeah, once he's going... But he's fuck going. me, he got right through that. And it's like, I think, as you said, because he's seeing for two, he got four-dimensional vision. Now, it hasn't been working for his hearing, but Pappy mm. did that just fine because that's what made him want the seeing glasses in the first place. Exactly. Um, because uh, basically the episode ends up with uh, him poking the gun down the hole mm-hmm. and Bugs is made like a tube. Pops yeah. on the end of the gun and like, it goes all the way up and under yeah. and into Pappy's face yeah. back at the house. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Elvis just keeps shooting. And yeah. regardless of uh, Pappy yelling. It, Bugs, every time he hears the word four, yeah. he pulls the trigger. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, and it's, uh, yeah, so Bugs uh, takes advantage of this because because overkill is yeah. the name of the game with Bugs. He dresses up in a golf, golf outfit. Yeah, it starts. Starts thwacking balls and yelling yeah. for, and then starts uh, singing uh, Four Leaf Clover. So, Obviously. You know, but Bugs has clearly got it in for Pappy for some reason. Luckily. I mean, I guess he, he guns knows don't, guns don't, guns work, don't work. So, Although, like, like eh. Pappy's definitely taken a smattering, Daffy style. He gets a lot of holes in his beak. He does, yeah, but I mean, it doesn't really do much to his I reckon they're flesh. I reckon they're broken bits of the tube. 
They, well, they could be, yeah. If, like, if you start firing a gun, like a shotgun, yeah, through a pipe. Repeatedly. Yeah, you're going to get bits. You're going to get bits. And bits are going to move. The fixtures and fittings are going to exactly. start Crackums. coming apart. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, not, like, it doesn't, it didn't answer much, but it was great. Great episode. Well, it was, what, what it did answer for me is that it is possible for people to see through disguises. He's not all powerful. No. Like, there like, is a limit. Yeah. He still and has to roll his charisma check. Exactly. So it is possible that someone can look at Bugs and be like, what are you playing at? He's a bard. He's rocking a plus nine. Yeah. But, you know, that can still go wrong. It can still go wrong. And Elvis, like, his his passive perception is on point. It's on point, yeah. It's fucking up there, Pat. But only sight-wise. Yes. But, yeah. Oh, I, I loved Pappy and Elvis. They had a good dynamic. Yeah, they and, were hilarious like, characters. Yeah, I don't know. Just, just from the first... Oh, I was like, I like this guy. Yeah. Uh, so I think that'll uh, that'll do us for this week. I think uh, so. I mean, like, I'm going to give you a good week-long uh, heads up. Uh, it does mean we're going to start with some horrible shit next week because uh, our everyone's favourite awful sex pest is back. But it does look like uh, does look like Penelope's of... going to be given a break. Yeah, there, there, there is a lot of other uh, members there. But we'll, we'll tackle that next week. I think I need a week run yeah. up. Yeah, you to need get to know. Just come one. on. Yeah. We know we've just got to get that past that first hurdle. Yeah. Uh, as it was the only song featured, uh, we're going to leave you with Fall of Clover. I don't know which version you got. Which version did you get? Uh, I, I got. <laughs> oh, just run over there. Yeah, professional stuff, this. We don't have any. Frankie Lane. Frankie Lane. Frankie Lane. Uh, and uh, Four Leaf Clover yeah um, and uh, yeah we'll try and be back on our good mic setup next week but uh, no guarantees because avid avid isn't it because avid. avid this is an anti-advert for anti-avid advert yeah we're, like, we, we haven't done any, any sort of uh, promo this, in a long time so we're doing we're, a no-mo and we're mo- we're no- and it's a no-mo it's a no-mo, <laughs> no-mo. <laughs> say no to Pro Tools yeah uh, at least until they've sorted us out until they, they hook us up um, thanks for listening it's good to know we're not in this uh, all alone and uh, we'll catch you next week here's a song bye That's some, that was the sound of me putting down a cup of tea there oh lovely that bye